minutes for, uh, let's see. We're live, by the way, so it'll take a few minutes for people to kind of join and, and jump in here. How can I tell my friends to, how do I post it? I got to copy your event and say, hey, check us out, we're live, right? Right, I mean, I think you just go to, because we're live, we're on uh, Facebook, as a matter of fact, so I think if you just go to my Facebook page, which is Brian Dales Sr., I think you're going to see... Oh, there's my ugly mug. Look at that. Okay, I'm going to share. Can you see it right now? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. That does work. So let's share it. It actually works. <laughs> so what's going on, Mike? Check it out. How you doing, man? We're live. We are live. We can maybe... Uh, <laughs> we can I maybe know. split us up here. There we go. How about that? Does that help? I should probably, should probably zoom in on myself. <laughs> All right, I'm put this technology down. Before it makes me any more loopy. Are we doing it? Sort of, We're I good. Sh I shared Man, it. Man, looks, looks fucking fantastic. Yeah. All right, let me take another I'm look. Gonna, I'm going to plug this in. I'm going to turn this down. I can't look at myself anymore. <laughs> you know, I don't. What what age were you when you realized you were that age? Do you know what I mean? Like when you started, I have no idea what you just you don't said. Know what, I mean. <laughs> what age was I when, you when were, I realized I was that age? When you were in what your twenties and you saw a picture of yourself, you thought, "Yeah, I look twenty. Yeah, you get you hit thirty, and you're like, "Yeah, you know, I'm, I can still pass for twenty. Right. And Forty hits, and you're like. And you see yourself in the mirror. You're not the same person you see when you see a picture of yourself. Right. I think 40 is when it hit me. Like, what happened to the 20-year-old me? I don't look like what I think I look like anymore. Right. I'm not sure if I've even, I'm not sure if I've hit that, that stage yet, Mike. Really. I think I still look like what I think I look like. That's a handsome young man right there in yeah. the Air Force. And this, uh, this whole thing is fucked up. <laughs> what are we talking about? We can pull this off, really, but... So we're talking about. I don't even know. I don't even know where to show it. You know, I almost if I almost say I I wouldn't. I don't know if you weren't standing here with me. I would think I wouldn't be able to recognize that was you. Really? Yeah. All right. I, if I had a high school picture of me, I think you would look at it and be like, "Well, yeah, no, you you can definitely pick out my high school picture. My, my high school picture. My hair started here, right. <laughs> and it was super long and thick." My daughter saw it. Every time I take her down to my, my her grandparents' house, they, she sees the, the pic, my high school graduation picture. I look nothing like that anymore. So right. I tell you, we do have a mic right here, oh, Mike. Yeah. So make sure you get uh, you know stay within a couple get inches of that mic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So where where did you go to high school? As a matter of fact, where are you from? Jersey. Jersey guy. Jersey, but I'm I'm South Jersey. I say that because wait, wait are you from? You're not from the North, are you? No, I'm from here originally, from North, here, North really? Charleston, yeah. Really? So I say Jersey because, or I say what? South. <laughs> are you all right over there? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> okay. I say South Jersey because people don't, re they don't when when I say, when I tell people I'm from Jersey, they, they immediately assume that it's you know, Jersey Shore or I'm from New York. But what people who have never visited the North don't realize that New Jersey's split. So there's North Jersey, which is like the Giants and New York. And then there's South Jersey, which is Atlantic City and Philadelphia. So okay. that was my choice. So when I would cut school <laughs> in high school, I had my choice to either 
spend a day in Philadelphia or spend a day in Atlantic City. So I'm South Jersey. So, I mean, there is a big difference. There's a big difference in accent. There's a big difference in the food we eat. There's a big difference in the way we act. So North Jersey is definitely New Yorkers. And I don't hear an accent at all, really. I mean, how long have you been down here? It's been 12 years this year. Okay. Yeah, 12 years this year. We... Well, um, so did you have an accent when you came down, or you just you no? Got rid I of never it? no. Um, no, I don't think I. I don't think I ever really did have a, a heavy Jersey accent. And I'll say, if if I get around family, or it's been a long time since I've been back to Jersey, or if I had a few drinks, you know, getting happy, I might slip out, and you might hear the the plural you use or use guys. Right, things like that start to slip out, but you know, so it's not the y'all. It's that not we have the down yeah, here. it's not the y'all. You kind of definitely don't have a southern accent, but yeah. I don't think I ever really had a, a, a Jersey accent either. I definitely don't have a New York accent. So I was born in Jersey, and we left Jersey when I was three and spent um, nine, ten years in Chicago, and then moved back to Jersey, and I spent my middle school years and my high school years in in Jersey. So I. I kind of wonder if that's the reason I don't have an accent because there's the two, you know, I mean, when do you, when do you learn an accent? Right. Probably like what, age 10? It starts to creep in there. Oh, yeah. Right there. Sure. Yeah. So I wasn't really in between. I was in between the two. What'd you go to Chicago for? Or I guess not you, but your parents. Well, yeah. My work. Yeah. My, my dad went out there for work. Yeah. And then um, when we moved, my so I got so I got three siblings. So the oldest sibling uh, was already out of high school. And he stayed. Uh, and my sister stayed. Uh, in fact, my, my the other brother stayed too. And then we moved back to Jersey. It was just me. Like I said, I had middle school and and uh, high school in Jersey, which is really your character building years. That's when you become who you are. You know, kind of like that. And then we moved back to Jersey because my mother wanted to be closer to what she had left of her family. So her, my uncles, yeah, so I had three uncles and, and an aunt still living in Jersey. So, and dad found work in, in Jersey too. So my dad was um, a union man. So I know I, I had stayed saying that because I've been living down here now for 12 years. So I know when I bring that up, the touchy subject here in South Carolina some are union people, some are not. Most are not union people. Right. But my dad was uh, worked for um, UFCW, United Food Commercial Workers. So he negotiated contractors, contracts for the workers of, um, for, no, well, North, it was like um, Super Fresh. Or I would, I would, down here it's Publix, but Publix isn't union, even though they treat their employees pretty good. But you know, for grocery stores, you negotiate the contracts and stuff. Right. Go go in and make sure that food line wasn't bleaching their food. You've heard those stories, right? Yeah, yeah, that kind of that kind of thing. So that's um that's kind of why we went back and forth from from Jersey to Philly. So when I was back in Jersey, Dad was traveling up and down the East Coast, Washington, and I was doing my high school thing, and that's that's that that's that. I knew in high school immediately that I was not uh, military like you. No, no, I, yeah, I knew I wouldn't be a good soldier. Why not? I, I just, I just, um, I knew it. My dad was in the Navy. I don't know. I, it's not. I wasn't a punk. You know, I wasn't a brat. I wasn't a great student. Um, but I definitely wouldn't have been. I don't think I would have been a good um, soldier. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, you know, matter of fact, do you, <laughs> I don't even know. We well, shit, whatever. So the last, what is today? Uh, Wednesday, Third, fourth, last fifth. Week. What the fuck is today? Really? Really? I don't. Yeah. I don't even know anymore. I don't. Well, yeah, wait, wait. I think it's, it's the fifth. fifth. Yeah, it's, it's the fifth, fifth. I think. Yeah. I bought. I bought my first weapon last week. Really? Yeah. I never held a gun. Never shot a gun until I moved to South Carolina. Okay. Yeah. I mean, any particular reason? I mean, you just didn't like guns, or you just didn't even think about it, or what? Didn't even think about it. Okay. Jersey, so, it's, not even, it's not even a thing. I mean, you can go to shooting range, and it just, I never felt the need, or I was never afraid. I didn't believe anyone was out to get me. It wasn't where I didn't stay at night, so I think someone's going to come rob me. Right. But then I'm uh, moving down here, I got friends and neighbors that go to the shooting range. So I, I went with a couple times. You know, I think it was good to, like, uh, educate yourself about, the, about, about a gun. So that you, you lose, I don't want to say you lose the fear of it, but you understand a little bit better. So you're not yeah. terribly intimidated by it. You know, I don't even know why I'm thinking about this. Well, I was thinking about this being a soldier. Like I said, I have to carry a weapon if I was a soldier. But anyway, it was, it's kind of cool now. My wife um, went to the shooting range with me and a friend. Um, and she shot like a, a 22. You know, she had never shot before. She was okay with it. And then, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, a 22 is pretty not scary. Pretty not scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she was okay with it. And then, so when, we, when she went with us, it, I don't even know what these guys were shooting, but we were on the rifle side. These guys were shooting some big-ass rifles at big booms. Yeah. And my my wife's back to the corner, and she's looking at me with, you know, the headphones around her, and she's just shaking her head. I said, and I tried to yell on her, and I was like, no one's going to make you do anything. Just stand there. If you don't want to shoot, you don't have to shoot. And, and I didn't have a gun then. Um, this, these were my, my buddy's gun. So then uh, he had a 9mm, and I shot that a couple times. And and I have another neighbor I went with. And I, he had actually the same 9mm, shot his. And then, so this is over like like three three months or so. And then I just went last week and just picked up one. Right. Not for any particular reason, other than I see it as a hobby just to go to the range just to shoot. I have no interest in having a like concealed weapons license. Like, what, what do I need no. to take it to? I don't know. Do you have one of those? I do, actually. Concealed carry permit. Yeah. You feel all right t- taking it out and like going grocery shopping and having it in your pocket or anything? Or? Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, I don't do it as much as I used to when I first got it. Um, what kind of gun did you get, by the way? You said you bought a gun. Yeah, Smith & Wesson 9mm. Oh, 9mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I got the concealed uh, carry permit. Um, you know, and I mean, pretty much you can carry the gun anyway right i mean in your car at least uh you know glove compartment uh, trunk whatever console but um i'm getting familiar with the rules yeah, i don't even know what i can do yeah can i can i do that can i travel with it in yeah as long as it's uh unloaded i'm sure right well no you can have it loaded but you just have to have it in your glove compartment or your console or your trunk i believe once you have the concealed uh, carry permit, then of course you can have it on your body, you have it whatever. But uh, you still can't have it just uh, sitting out, you know, in the front seat or uh, on Sit the dashboard out. or anything. It still has to be kind of concealed. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't um, see the need to like take it with me to the movies. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't. I'm okay if somebody else, if somebody else does. It's just I don't know. Right. Yeah. Know when I, mean? I first got the concealed carry, uh, I carried it everywhere. You know. To the movie theater, to the, to the restaurant, really? to the bar, whatever. Yeah, places you're probably not even supposed to carry it. You, you're not supposed to carry it into a bar. 
know, brewery and those type things. But um, yeah, I, 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 I would have it at work, you know, at Homegrown Brewhouse when I used to work up there. But yeah, just in case something went off. See, I don't think I ever want to. I don't think I ever want to have be at a gig and have it in my pocket with me. I don't think I ever want to be in that position because if something breaks out while I'm gigging, yeah, I'm packing up and I'm, I'm just going to leave. Right. I mean, I don't know if that's a cowardly thing to do, but I don't ever want that temptation to be like, even think about touching it. Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? Right, I do. I yeah. mean, I'm sure you have a lot more experience with it being in the service. A little bit. And I mean, really, the only reason that I got the damn thing, the concealed carry thing, was because I was prior military, it was easy to get. I didn't have to go through all the actual training and stuff. I had, I basically just showed my paperwork from the military and uh, did a, a, a couple-hour class, um, took a written test, and um, I got my permit, you know. For the normal person, for you, you would have to actually go shoot and do some range time and things like that. But since I've been prior military, I had that range time already. Yeah. So what do I do? I have to do, I have to do range time and take an eight-hour class or something, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe something else, but I don't. I don't know. I guess just be growing up again, back to Jersey. Growing up, like it just wasn't a thing. Yeah. And it's funny how you know you kind of think about things, but I would think that growing up in Jersey would be even more necessary to have a gun well you probably think but but again it was south jersey right so south jersey's more it was a lot of farmland again i was in between philadelphia philadelphia Lang city so if i was up in north jersey yeah i would say it's probably where everybody's carrying a weapon because they're in (laughs) new york city you know right Uh, that's where they're dumping trash (laughs) but yeah i don't know so that's like my new my new hobby my new um you know but again, if I was a kid, as a soldier, I don't think I don't think uh, would have been. I don't know. I don't think I would have been good at shooting guns or wasn't interested in it. No. I was uh, <laughs> my grad my graduation the day I graduated. I was late to my own high school graduation because I insisted upon going to my guitar lesson instead. So I went to my guitar lesson. I pulled up to my graduation. I was late. Her people were starting to walk already, and I quick ran in and jumped in the line. My parents were pissed at me. Uh, so that's how devoted I was to like music and playing guitar. So that's where my head was. So I just wasn't even thinking about military. I wasn't thinking about guns. I wasn't thinking about nothing. I was, it was guitar and girls. Right. For so me. music, how that, how that get started? I mean, were your parents musical? Were they musicians? The piano in the house. Always. Did back to dad in the military. He played the piano in the Navy. Uh, I didn't play much piano around the house, but it was always there for me to fiddle with. Once that, once MTV, I, I was, I don't even know how, I, how old I was exactly when MTV came out. When MTV came out, I was, I was done, I was sold. And that was what, 85, 86, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So that hit. So um, when I got a little bit older, um, well, when I was younger, yeah, I had piano lessons. It just didn't stick. And then MTV came out and I got a little bit older, um, 10, 11, 11 years old. It was the guitar all the way. Just my hands were on it all the time, just playing it all the time, and then of course the attention you get from the other kids, and especially girls. And then, um, did the piano translate into the guitar? I mean, did, no. did that translate at all? <laughs> no, totally different. I mean, theory's theory. I mean, you know, the chord and the piano is still the same chord on, on the guitar, but the, the fretboard is different than so. Piano's linear. I mean, you you know that right? Like it's linear guitar. It's a whole puzzle piece. You can map it out in your head versus playing the... I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but... So I... I just I had lessons, and when I was that age, I was just a little... Because of the lessons, I was just a little bit better than some of the kids I went to school with. And um, I remember I had a teacher 
This is my English teacher, who's awesome, Mr. Scat, Mr. Sax. He'd stay after school with me and like play play guitar with me and stuff. Play old um, uh, I shoot, I can't remember. Simon and Garfunkel stuff, and then um, I had another um, or he was my history teacher, English teacher, and then there was my creative writing teacher who, who loved um Jethro Tull, and he was all about the he was all about the lyrics, and the other English teacher was all about the music. So it was just um, yeah. Yeah, music was the thing. So I had a buddy. I was, I was a sophomore, and my uh, buddy was a senior, and he couldn't really sing, but he was sang in the chorus, and the music teacher agreed to let him sing a senior solo to the to the auditorium and let me play the guitar, and it was an Eagles tune, "Peaceful Easy Feeling," right? And that was like the first time I ever played in front of like an audience of more than 10 people, you know what I mean? I think, I'm guessing maybe there was 100, maybe 200 people there because it was the auditorium in the big high school. And it was in the evening and there were parents there and everything too. And that feeling, when everybody clapped and applauded, oh man, for a 17-year-old, 16-year-old kid. You were hooked. Oh, done. Yeah. Done. And by that point, it was all, um, it was the hair metal stuff. So it was all the flashy Eddie Van Halen stuff, which I don't even play that way, really. That's not my style, but I do like the lead and stuff. So my friends would take, they took like a left turn and went into the heavy metal hair stuff. And I went, I took a right turn and went into like, like the Allman Brothers and things like that. Right. Bob, Bob Marley and, and Santana and stuff. Okay. So, yeah. So the music thing, yeah. I don't know. I, my daughter, I don't know where we were going. My daughter asked me uh, the other day, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm tired. Um, what, she asked, I forget, we were talking about her going to college and everything. She had said, do you think if you had gone to college, would you have a career doing something else or would you still be playing music? And I told her, I said, I would still be playing music. I would just have a college degree in something else. Right. That's what I think. I just, music was in me. Yeah. You know, I think most guys say that. You've been yeah. a lot, interviewed a lot of musicians. So most of them say that. Yeah. They do really. Yeah. It's innate, I guess. It's. Yeah. It's in you. Yeah. So you came here. You said 10, 12 years ago? Yeah. Um, and when seven, you, oh, seven? Okay. Yeah. When was the crash? Oh, eight? Oh, eight. Yeah. So we, we got lucky. We got here the year before. We were able to sell our house. Okay. Yeah. So, so by the time you came here, you were pretty ingrained, engrossed to music, I guess, already? Or did you have a band where you were I and then you came here? I did have a band. I had several bands. In Jersey, but it was a different thing. So when I moved here, what I learned um, immediately, it, how different it was from from Jersey to here, is that here, it's um, it's like a community. It's and I like to call it like Rolodex players. Like I have, if I'm playing with a band or something, I have like the first four or five guys, the first string that I'll call and say, "Hey, you want to play?" Right. But everybody's playing. There's so many musicians here that you can just randomly call anybody and say, and if you need to put a band together for the next weekend, you know, you know what I mean? Right. Or you just run down to the poorhouse and just have have a conversation, have a beer, and you can put put a band together. And everybody's so good that they can do it. And you send them on a set list, and they're good. But in Jersey, there was like unity. It was the same. There was the same four guys you went to high school with, and you were just gonna conquer until someone acted like an asshole, and then the band broke up, or someone kiss someone's girlfriend and then the band broke up or something stupid. And, you know yeah. what I mean? There was, there was no, I don't know. It was, it was different that way. So, you know, did you have, did you have Casey Carver on here? Did I see that post? 
Um, I have not had him on here yet. Originally, when we started this podcast, we everybody had to have original stuff. So Casey was uh, doing cover stuff. Yeah, doing a lot of cover stuff. So originally, we were like, "Ah, we can't do cover tunes. We're going to have to pay all kind of music, you know, money to all these different fucking places or whatever." But now I've I don't give a shit anymore. But yeah, so, (laughs) so so Casey needs to come on here. Yeah. He's the first guy I'm, I started doing music with when I when I moved here. Really? We started doing a, a, like an acoustic duo. I was playing a, the guitar and he was singing and stuff. Right. So that's how nice. I got into some of the places around town and stuff. So he kind of showed me like downtown Market Street and everything. And then, you know, I took off and started doing the original stuff. Like you said, he was still doing the, like, the you know, cover stuff. Right. What was the name of that? Did you have a name? North, North by South. Okay. Do you, do you remember hearing that name or not? I do. Yeah. Now that you mention it, yeah. He, I think you've told me about that before. Well, Casey's a pretty good salesman. He, he he booked a lot of gigs, and he wasn't afraid to like talk about... Yeah, I mean, that's what he does now, right? For, for a day job, I think he's in sales or some shit, but... I don't even know. Yeah, I think he does uh, paycheck uh, something something with money. I don't know. He was doing something with forklifts when I first met him. No, I don't it's not forklifts now. Well, not anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's not, that's not me. Is that really what I look like? No, that's really what you look because like. Because that's yeah, not what that's, I look like inside my head. Like. That's what you look like right now. That's just absurd. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. So what do you got now? You got, uh, so you did that thing with Casey. What, what happened after that? Well, right after I mean, that, one, that one you went solo, or you went with the Mike Friend Band, or right after Casey, it, was, it was the Mike Friend Band. Yeah, open them. sure. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So right after the, with Casey, it was the Mike Friend Band, and I was, but I was doing the covers because I was trying to get paid, which is a good segue, because um, music doesn't pay. So what did that mean? You were doing covers. I was doing a cover paid. thing, but I was trying. I was trying to make, you know at least get paid and pay the band. And uh, uh, at the same time, trying to make a name for myself. And, um, but that, again, that just rolled into the networking and getting to know who could play and who couldn't play at last minute and getting to know friends. And, um, you know, eventually somebody can't show up and you're forced to do a solo gig. And then I was started doing solo work, solo acoustic. And then um, slowly introduced into some of the cover gigs, in, into some of the sets some original tunes and some guys were like your original tunes are not bad you should record them and i had recorded with one band back in jersey we recorded um it was more like a demo it wasn't really a cd it was only like six songs and um so i was the original thing was always kind of there um but anyway so here i started i went and record put a band together recorded one album um sent out the bloggers and all that stuff you're supposed to do and um, promote it online as much as you can. And it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was, I just found a new passion. I absolutely love being in the studio. I love being on a stage with a band, right? But it's hard to get guys to commit. And especially now in the last year, this COVID shit, none of us are on stage. Yeah. And I have the luxury of being able to do the solo thing and stick myself in the corner with the acoustic guitar. You know? So what are we drinking? Uh, this is, uh, let's pull it up. Oh, this smells good. This is uh, 13 Stripes, uh, which 13 Stripes is out of uh, Taylor's, South Carolina. 
This is called Sea of Liberty IPA. It's an unfiltered hoppy brew filled with Simcoe and Idaho 7 hops. Uh, the boisterous Sea of Liberty is never without a wave, which is what Thomas Jefferson said, I guess. So. Sea of Liberty. I like it. IPA. Good, man. Good cheers. cheers. Thank you for coming in, man. Appreciate it. Got a nice, um, nice smell. Pretty nice easy drink. drinking. Yeah, yeah. 7.4% uh, alcohol <laughs> by volume. It's a little heavier than, than it tastes, really. It tastes pretty light. I was thinking the same thing. It's light for an IPA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw it today. thought it was a pretty good beer to have for today. Something light, refreshing. Did you ever do that? Did you ever get into the making the beer, making the home brews? Yeah, I did actually. This is this is uh, one of my brew uh, pails over here, as a matter of fact. <laughs> but yeah, I started uh, when I was stationed out in Alaska, uh, two thousand five, two thousand six. Um, Alaska was yeah, it was a pretty big homebrew uh, scene going on out there. So I got into it out there. And oh, you got to tell me about Alaska. I would love to see it. Uh, Alaska was fantastic. It's it's my best yeah. assignment ever in the Air Force. Yeah, uh, I spent six and a half years out there. Six years in Alaska. So yeah. you've been in the cold, and then you've been right back here in Carolina heat. Yeah, I mean, when I left, um, <laughs> I left Alaska and uh, in August of 2011, it was 55 degrees, and moved to Las Vegas, Nevada, <laughs> and it was 120 degrees when we got there. Were you still in the uh, Air Force when you moved out of Alaska? Yeah. So when you went to yeah. Vegas, you said? Yeah, Vegas. Spent three years there in the Air Force, and then I retired. So. How long were you in the Air Force? Uh, a little over 21 years. Really? Yeah. Thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for being that. the soldier that I could not be. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's not a soldier in the Air Force. It's an airman. Airman. But, uh, yeah, soldier is an uh, army. Did you fly? No, I worked in uh, physical therapy and occupational therapy, so oh. it, was a, it was a medical job. So you were fixing guys when they sprained their ankles when they... Right. Person, yeah. 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 Keeping people able to fly. Yeah. There's another thing I, I don't think I could do. I don't think I could jump. Have you jumped out of a plane? You probably have. I have not. No? I've wanted to my entire life, and at this point, I really don't give a shit. That's not a prerequisite for Air Force? No. It should be, right? I mean, that's what most people think. I just assume. Or at least they it. think that you fly, but... But no, I, I wanted to for many, many years, and I had had it set up a couple times and, and never did. And I know plenty of people that have and said it's a great experience, but at this point in my life, I'm not interested. Okay, yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, Back in my 20s and 30s, I was very interested. You would? But, I, no, not yeah. No. But I'm not interested at all anymore. Mm -mm. So go back to Alaska. I want to hear about it. What's the landscape like? Um, I mean, it's, it's not really much different than, than any other place, really. I mean, a lot of people think that you go to Alaska and it's just frozen tundra and it's just nothing but snow and ice and and uh, desolation or whatever. But it's, you know, I was in Anchorage, Alaska, so okay. it's pretty much just a town just like any other town. That's the capital, right? Is that the capital? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, it's, so I mean, you had everything that you have here, you know, restaurants and well, Walmarts like summer, and then? Targets. And, uh, the summer is... Um, <clears throat> Pretty much constant daylight. So, I mean, you have daylight like 22 hours out of the day. Oh, that's 20 good. hours, maybe. That's screw with you? It's got to screw with it. A little bit. I mean, it takes some getting used to. And then in the wintertime, you have just the opposite. You have 20 hours of, of darkness. And then you have four hours of 
like just a dusk. Yeah, you that know, I could handle. The sun doesn't really even come up. I mean, just kind of the dusk, and then it just kind of gets dark again. So. Which was harder to deal with? I didn't have a problem with either one of them. You know, my, my ex-wife that was there with me when we were stationed there, the uh, the constant daylight was her biggest problem. But to me, neither one of them. Yeah, how do you darken the room? You probably can't darken the room enough to get, go to sleep, can you? I mean, you can. darkening shades only darken so much. Well, no, you have blackout shades. So I mean, it's pretty much pitch pitch black if you want to. You can make it that way? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, I still want to go up there. It's yeah, fantastic. I, I mean, sure. I would recommend it to anybody and everybody. So we, my wife and I, when we talk about vacations and stuff, right. she's always talking like Italy. Okay. I'm always talking about the American West or or Alaska or something. I want to see like the I want to see the Grand Canyon. I want to see the the Grand Tetons. You said you were in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I want to see Alaska. I just know I'm going to lose that fight, but I want to see the rest of America. Right, and that's what I tell people all the time is people always want to go to all these exotic locations, you know, Italy and, and, and Europe and Japan and all these places, but there's so many un, unseen okay, well, things Japan, here. You got me on Japan. I would like to go to see Japan. No, for sure. I'd like to see Japan too, but but yeah, you're right. There's so many un, unseen things here just in, in the United States. There's so many different landscapes here. Yeah. I mean, people just don't even realize. And it's funny, you know, the amount of people that, that don't even leave their home state their home city, their hometown. Almost never. I got a cousin who's never left Jersey. Right. There's so many things you can see right Here's here. Here's your cousin, Al. I love you. <laughs> You're going to get out of Jersey sometime. You're going to come down here and see me. Right. You don't need a passport. You don't need anything. You can just fucking drive. <laughs> Fly. Take a train. Mm. Yeah. No, I'd like to see the Grand Tetons uh, for sure. My parents went out to Sedona uh, 15 years ago. Right. I swear, I, that's like, I love it, but. Yeah, I've been to Sedona. Yeah? My uh, my oldest son lives in uh, Flagstaff, Arizona. So once I once I sell this house and I get my, my RV, one of the first places I'm going to is. is to see uh, him? Flagstaff, yeah. It's one of my first stops. You got one? You got one kid? Two boys. Two so boys? I got one in Flagstaff, Arizona, and one in uh, Reno, Nevada. So well, they're close together. Yeah, when I retired in uh, Las Vegas, both of them were, you know, there. So they just stayed there. Stayed there. Yeah. They have no desire to come back to what to, to the East Coast. Is they in service too? No, no. They didn't want to. Are they into music? Um, not into music. They're they're both into fitness and and uh, nutrition and exercise and wellness and those type things. You know, my, my ex wife was a nurse. I'm, I was physical therapy, occupational therapy. So they both kind of followed along those footsteps yeah, and yeah. into health and fitness and wellness and type things. So um, I used to be into fitness. <laughs> yeah. What, what happened? Gigs. Yeah. <laughs> right. Gigs. Yeah. I yeah. We had, my wife and I we had a trainer for five, six years before we got married. And we would joke and we'd say, Well, you know, marriage may not last forever, but we're good damn it, these pictures are gonna last a long time and we're gonna look good in them. Right. How yeah. long have you been married? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> 15, 16 years. Uh, yeah, 16 years. Okay. 16 years. But we, I, I jokingly hesitated because we've been married 16 years, but I said we've been together for like for 22. Right. We, she, we've been together since she was 18. I'm three years older than she. So, I mean, that's, we were committed then, but, you know, 
you again, I lose that argument. Guys yeah. always say, we've been together forever. And the woman's always like, no, we've been only been married for... You met my wife, yeah? Yeah, you met my wife. Hold on. Yeah, a few times. Yeah. Yeah, are you watching, Jeanette? Of course you're not watching. Probably not. There's probably not anybody watching. Yeah, we've got three people. Who's Holly? Uh, new friend of mine, Facebook friend. Hi, Holly. Hi, Holly. Who's Deborah? Hi, Deborah. Yo, Deborah, that's Paul Paul Stone's wife. Paul Peachfest's wife. Who? The Paul Stone Project. I don't know that name. So Come I'm, on, man. You don't I'm better with faces. He played here with you guys. He played the Zig Garden with you guys. Sorry, Paul. Yeah, <laughs> Just not if you can hear me. Yeah, she's, quote, she's quoting Pink Floyd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. The older I get, the more I look like my dad with a pair of white headphones on. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah, I went with white headphones originally because I I just was trying to be different. White white microphone, white headphones, whatever. Everybody had black. I figured I'd do something different. But. I get it. So have you you haven't talked have you talked to your fans or talked on your podcast about your plans to go trip? Take a trip and Yeah, I've mentioned it quite often, yeah. So that's not news to them, right? Nope, not news to them at all. So will you give this uh, be a shame for you to give this up. You take this on the road with it. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be a roaming uh, podcast. So awesome. it's gonna be kind of like uh, you know diners, drive-ins, and dives type things. I mean, I'm gonna take awesome. it on the road, uh, do podcasts from the RV. Uh, you know, I was talking to Fleming about this the other day, as a matter of fact, and um, he said there's an app out there that somebody Fleming. Yeah, he said there's an app out there where you can go to different towns and you can pull up this app and find out what gigs are going on in that town. Uh, music wise, I think every town's got something like that, yeah. Yeah, but what I want to do is I want to drive around to these different towns, stop in a brewery, stop in a, in a restaurant, in a yeah, in a, a bar, whatever, mm-hmm. and sit down and talk with some musicians, local musicians, or local bartenders, local breweries. Kind of do the same thing I do right now. So you but will it's keep just it going like to be roaming, beer and music. You'll keep that the general topic, like the general I think motif, so. motif, I guess. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'd be ashamed to see you give this up. This deer is kind of awesome. This door, I mean, this door, the stickers and everything. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it. That's not coming with me. So if you want no. this door, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> I've offered it up to a couple of different people and, and nobody wants it right now, but. To put it in one of Fleming's videos or something, or one of mine, it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of that, so you did a video. Yeah, did you see it? And uh, You're smirking. <laughs> Come on, give it to me. Lay it you on me. You did a video. <laughs> Lay it on me. Um, the fuck was it called? It was called. Uh, Which one? The one with the girl or the newest one? The the one with the girl. The, where uh, Fleming was. Yeah, something wicked. With the bartender. Oh, you're still sore at me. <laughs> yeah. So you 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 you, uh, you try to get a bartender for the video, and you know you got a guy that's a bartender that works as <laughs> a bartender, and you end up casting somebody else. Well, I would say I'll put you in the next one, but you're leaving. Well, when's the next one? I can I can make an appearance. Soon as I make a little bit of money, spend on the video. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to shoot another. I got another song to put out in fall, and I want to shoot a video for it, but I don't have the cash for it right now. Cash flow's super tight. But yeah, no. Fleming said he would do it for free. If Fleming did, come on, give him. He did good. He did good. He had pretty good. He had, he had a pretty good look for it. He had a good look for it, and it was. And that's a different style thing. bartender than you know. I was a beer a beer tender. More than a bartender, but well, Fleming also got me the girl. Oh yeah. So yeah, they worked together at the chicken. Okay. So yeah, 
And the only reason I got all those views on that video is because of the girl. Is that right? Because I put another video out since then. I got half the views. Really? Because the other, the other video I'm talking about, it's just me at a desk and a guitar. Right. That one, it's got the pretty girl holding hands, dancing, you know, up close on her face. Yeah. I think that's why I got so many views, because she was pretty. Yeah. And that was at uh, Honky Tonk Saloon, right? Is that yeah, place still open? Yeah. Yeah. So what made you choose that place for the, for the video? <laughs> because the dude who's playing bass in that other live feed that we're watching, he um, work he works there, and he's got a good relationship. Okay. So with, it's all just connected. You know that dude, Bob? No. no. Yeah, no. Yeah, just who knows who and who. who you know. So he got me in there. Um, the dude who shot the video wanted, like, a, a dim-lit space and uh, – the stage and that kind of hit the that was the right spot and with all the covid they were closed down and we were and the owner let us go in there i think there was like seven or six of us and um it was the middle it was the middle of the afternoon and he wasn't open for business so it was just it kind of worked out he let us do it and he let me do it for free so i was like yeah thanks right so so you didn't pay anybody for that. I mean, it was all a free. Everybody day. got a little bit, little bit of cash, but right. the, I didn't, the place. I mean, I'm not trying to call you out and say you're cheap or anything. This you didn't pay. Well, no, you didn't pay I'm, for anything. But cheap. I got to do it pretty, on cheap, cheap. Because yeah, it's pretty shit. good. It's pretty I mean, good I've video. done videos. I, I've got a couple of videos. Which is, there's ones I've done. My, I've done myself on with my phone. I thought it turned out okay, and then there's ones I've spent fifteen hundred dollars on, sixteen hundred dollars on that are pretty good. And then there's ones that um, oh, there's <laughs> is that a weapon? We're talking weapons, right? It is weapons. Yeah, it is weapons. <laughs> and then I have ones that were done for like three hundred, so it's all over the place. But I mean, if I can get a, a decent quality one with a pretty looking girl in it for you know three hundred, right? Because <laughs> okay. again, but music don't you don't make no money in music? No, I mean not anymore, right? No, no. In this town, if you want to make money, you got to do the covers. You got to do a three hour gig downtown, and. You gotta you gotta do all the covers and you gotta keep the people interested and bars just want you there to sell your drinks to keep the people awake and alive. But if you're gonna try to do your own original <clears> stuff, <throat> you you gotta you it's you're, you're gonna it's cost you money. So do you really think that's true that people only care about the covers that they don't give a shit about your original music? Yeah, well, yes and no. So here's I I find it to be a compliment. When I throw in a couple covers or a couple originals into my cover gigs, again, it's been a while since I've had the band together to play because we can't play out with the COVID and everything. Right. But when I had the band again, we were out doing our thing. It's a three-hour, three-hour night, and you're you're doing like three forty-five minute sets, and you got your covers. If you throw in three original songs in each set, and no one and everybody in the audience is still dancing and still. Robin Elbow is still having a good time and joking, and they don't realize that it's not a cover. That's kind of a compliment. You know, even if I'm doing the solo thing in the corner, solo acoustic, excuse me, and people don't realize that my original is a cover, that's kind of a compliment. But I uh, know. You got to set it up differently. Like what, what Fleming was doing in the back room, you got to like showcase it as all original for people. And then it's really hard to even get people out to come see it. Music's tough, man. Especially now you just get everything for free online. Yeah. But it goes back to what we were saying before. All the musicians are said that say it's just part of me. I was born with it. 
we all do it because it's passion. Right. You just want to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't, I don't, I couldn't see going through life and not writing songs. I'd be writing them anyway. So I might as well record them and put them out there. Right. So you prefer to do original stuff? I do. I do. Yes, because now I'm in my 40s, so I've been doing music since I was in high school. And it's people still request the same covers. What's you, the what, what's the most what's the most uh, requested song? Brown Eyed Girl. Really? I would not have thought of that. Brown Eyed Girl. Some assholes always yelling Skinner. I mean, I could see that in the top ten for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you always got the Freebirds guys, right? You got the, I never the knew Wagon, Wagon Wheel until I moved here. I never knew Wagon Wheel. Okay. Yeah. So that's a new one. That was well for the last four years. But still, people still ask for it. You know, my favorite place to play in town is downtown Burns Alley. I don't know if you've ever been. they got a giant sign oh, yeah. above the door. Giant sign. Bigger than your, twice the size of the of your picture here. It's above their door. It says, absolutely no wagon wheel. Really? Yeah, big skull and crossbones to it. Absolutely no wagon wheel. Yeah. So, I, I kind of like that because it gets together. But right. I have played Freebird. Yeah, I got I think Eric, Eric Barnett, I think when he starts off, every, every one of his sets, he says, I don't play Wagon Wheel. Eric's a good guy, man. He's a really I, good yeah, guy. Yeah, I dig his style. I dig his attitude and everything. Yeah. Him and his wife are nice people. I haven't, I haven't talked to him. i got to reach out to him. Yeah. wonder if he's up. We should message him. We should. Well, still just Deborah, Holly, and Holly. He does watch. He does watch <laughs> the show for sure. <laughs> well, he was doing his own thing for a while. When the COVID first hit, he was doing what? Every Tuesday night, he was putting out new music. Yeah, he was doing some stuff. Um, yeah, that's a good dude. Did you do a lot of that stuff when this first thing started? I started. A lot of live stream stuff? I started to do it, and then the novelty kind of wore off. You know? I did see that. I mean, what well, fucking <laughs> March and April, we were inundated with nothing but live streams. Yeah. I mean, everybody was a live streamer. Everybody was a musician. Everybody was a podcaster. It was just crazy. And it's hard to compete because after that, the real, I don't want to say the real, but I mean, people, I mean, Cheryl Crow was doing a live stream. So how can I compete? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? On a Saturday night, now my heroes are all doing a live stream. Like, well, I guess I Right. Should. That kind of came along a little bit later. Later. Right? So it was everybody on my level were all doing the live streams and then the 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 pro the Grammy winners were then suddenly doing live streams and it's like well now my Fridays are screwed because why why do a live stream on Friday when I'm when right Hootie's doing one <laughs> you know what I mean so right. I mean yeah last Friday last Friday night I watched one of my my heroes play do a live stream did you ever hear Monty Montgomery yeah I definitely know the name Monty Montgomery absolutely one of my top five favorite guitar players all ultimate he's a plays acoustic guitar and he is just astounding no accompaniment you know I, you've seen me where I play with like a backing track with like a not a backing track but like a uh, looper pedal yeah so like a solo on top of it and everything right and he does it all with no with nothing and he's just outrageous out of, out of Austin just a gunslinger he's got some great music hmm. just a fantastic player so yeah I mean he was playing Friday night so I spent an hour watching him why am I gonna live stream right <laughs> watching him now you know. So what is that? What is, is that? What? Is that a nine? No, that's a yeah, a, a three fifty seven. Three fifty seven. Three fifty seven magnum. Yeah. It's um, 
I mean, it's a real gun, but yeah. it was part of the prop for the the stuff that I'm doing with Fleming for the, oh. the Podunk um, TV series that we're shooting. Can you talk about it, or is it super secret? No, it's not super secret at all. I mean, you've, you've seen the first two episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Podunks, uh, episode one and two. So we're, we're in the process of shooting the third episode now. Um, we had a little delay in shooting because uh, we weren't friends anymore, <laughs> Fleming and I. So, yeah, we're kind of getting back together and trying uh, trying to reshoot or trying to get together and shoot. I bet the, the next, money in my uh, pocket episode, it was so. Fleming's fault. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's always Fleming's fault. Uh-huh. You yeah. hear that, Fleming? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So that <laughs> that was up here for the for the next shoot. So look forward to to that coming out some sometimes. So when you were setting up and everything, you got two pictures behind me: the tiger and the, and the, the is it cock or is it rooster? No, it's, it's cock. cock isn't it's it? cock. Yeah. So gamecock and tiger. Oh, that's what it is supposed to be: the Clemson Tigers and the, and the gamecocks. Is that the whole point? But it's got yeah. a Japanese theme. And Japanese's theme is kind of like your style. Yeah, I mean it could kind of go both ways. Yeah, you're right. But no, it's, it's Clemson Tigers and, uh, and Carolina Gamecocks. All right, that one that one looks a little more Japanese style. Right. Yeah. Did you get to do all that stuff in the Air Force too? What's that? Martial arts. Um, I didn't do any martial arts in the Air Force. No. 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 I mean, th- there was combatives and th- things like that, but no. I, Were you into it then, though? No, I was into it uh, starting at 15 years old. Oh. Yeah, it was when I got started in uh, Taekwondo. Yeah. So it stayed with here, you. Here in Somerville, as a matter of fact. Yeah? Yeah. You born in Somerville? Born in North Charleston. What, no, oh, you said that, yeah. North yeah. Charleston. Yeah, but we, we uh, moved to Somerville and uh, started Taekwondo when I moved to Somerville. So been in martial arts ever since. You still do it? You still go to the class or still go to the gym? or No. Uh, last time I went to any classes was, uh, 2009, 2010. Yeah. But I still do my own stuff, my own training. My entire garage below us right here, as a matter of fact, the two car garages, nothing but a gym. I've seen some heavy bags. Yeah. yeah. Weights, all that kind of stuff. So you still try to work out and stay fit. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love going to the gym, but I haven't been to the gym since... (laughs) <laughs> See, I COVID. That. I don't love it that much. Well, because of COVID. I mean, I mean, yeah. I've snuck in a couple times, but then I thought, like, this is too dangerous. What am I, going, what am I doing? Right. You know, I pulled into the parking lot and there's 20 cars. Sometimes I'm like, no, I'm not going in. I actually, I did start jogging, um, and it was kind of awesome. Um, pants are starting to fit better, but then August or uh, July hit. <laughs> I wasn't getting up early enough to beat the heat. I'm not going out at, you know, 6 in the morning to go jog. And if anybody listening understands what the heat like is, is like here in Charleston in July and August. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah, the heat index is, you know, what? 101 today? 105, yeah. It was ridiculous. Humidity is uh, 50, 60, 70%. I was out. I had to go. I went to work this morning. I was up at 4 a.m. I was actually up at 2. I had to go out to work at 4 a.m. So I do still keep a job outside the music thing. Right. It's <clears throat> it's nice. Yeah, but I get when I have work that's outside that's not music, not music related, I go out and definitely beat the heat and try to get home before noon before that that heat. Oh, you just get heat stroke. 
it's too hot. No. So what else do you do? I mean, besides music and your day job, what does Mike Friend do to pass the time? What do you you and your wife do? I mean, you, you kayak, you boat, you you go to the beach. Last time we tried the kayak, we almost died. Yeah. <laughs> That's a true story. You want to hear it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How so do you we almost die in a kayak? It's, it's kind of, it's really true, and I'll try not to embellish. We so we kayaked. Um, it was last year we went down to Coastal Expeditions in Folly, and it was me and my daughter in one kayak, and my wife and Rowan, and we were with another couple, and we took a little tour, and it was awesome. So fast forward to this year, when did we go? I think it was around my wife's birthday. I think that was in June, the end of June. Yeah, it was the end of June. We thought, let's go. What you know, like everybody, we're thinking, what are fun things we can do to get around the COVID thing? What can we do? So you got to do outside things. Well, let's go kayaking down the Edistel. It was a fucking disaster and a horrible mistake. So my daughter's older now, and she's convinced us that she can do it by herself, and she doesn't want to be in a tandem boat. So we said, okay, fine, you can. Be in your own boat, and we get up early. And we go out to the place that rents them, and they drive us up. I'm sure you've done it before. They drive you up a couple miles, and they drop you in, and then, right. Well, the the Edistow was moving. The water was moving. Water was moving. It wasn't. It wasn't the kayaks place. It wasn't their fault. But I'm surprised they didn't say, "Are you experienced?" Because the water's moving. <laughs> <laughs> so we get in. And, you know, they said to watch for the, the jetties and everything. And we weren't in it for th- three minutes. And we all got separated. I'm out front. And the truth is, if I guess if my kid wasn't with me, or even my wife, if it was like a couple guys that fell out of the boat or something, get back in, probably would have toughed it out. So it wasn't like a rapid moving, like a rapid, but the water was moving where it took you. So I'm now... 50 feet in front of my wife and my daughter, and they're behind me. And I hear my wife starting to panic. My daughter got caught up in a in, in, a, in a jet, a, um, a jet or a trees jetting out and everything. And the kayak's turning around. My, I'm already, I can't do anything to help them. And now Jen is passing my daughter. So my daughter's stuck, and the water's, we can't stop. We can't paddle back to get each other. So I look over my shoulder and I'm yelling at my wife, talking, just relax, man. It'll figure it's, it'll figure it out. And trying to keep everybody calm, like I can't get back to you. So then, like a jackass that I am, I turn around and there's a tree <clears throat> branch. So I tried to grab the tree branch, thinking I could just hold myself here and let and they could, you know. Well, the water was moving fast enough. It took me out of the, it. Took the kayak out from under me. All right. So I'm in the water. We all got vests on. At this point, I'm kind of everything's kind of okay, and I'm like. But I couldn't get my fat ass back in a kayak. And I'm 100 yards in front of them. Now, I get caught up in a, 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 a tree branch and everything stuck. And I'm still in the water. Now I'm holding myself on to this tree branch. And I, I can see behind me Jen still in a kayak. And Maddie's in the My daughter Maddie's in the water. And she's floating with, with the, the her kayak. Right. They slam into the tree that I'm holding on to. Now, I'm holding on, and the water's taking my feet underneath the tree. Mm-hmm. So I'm holding on. I mean, I got strong enough arms in the chest to hold myself on. The next day, I was I was sore, and my legs were all cut up because the branches underneath were all cutting up my shins and everything. So we struggled. We struggled real hard. Um, 
to well, first get everybody to stay calm, but we struggled real hard to get my daughter back into the kayak because my wife's kayak is now bumping the back of my daughter's head between the tree and her kayak. And I'm over here, and the same thing's happening to me. Get Maddie up in the kayak, push her off to the side. And Matt, just stay there and just balance. We'll figure this all out. Now my wife falls out of the kayak. Now she's on the end of the tree where the branches are starting to break, so I tried to grab onto her, and I'm holding on to one arm and everything. And the water, again, the water's moving fast enough that it's if I let go, it's going to take me underneath the trees. Sure. And I'm probably not going to get my head up. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to – because – it was taking me underneath the tree. So Jen finds the branch that I'm kind of standing on, and she stands on it. And now I'm just holding on one arm, and I'm not, you know. And so get her back into the boat. Now the same thing is happening with her. She's in the kayak. It's hit me in the head next to my head's between the branch of a tree and the kayak. So I maneuver her over to the side, and now the other kayak's gone, floating down the river. And we can't go anywhere because Maddie lost her oar. So we're like, we we get back out and out of this, we're just going to float down and do the same damn thing. Now, what, we're not 150 yards from where, where we started. <laughs> a couple good old boys come down in one of their little tiny little fishing boats, and they got a thing in the uh, uh, motor in the back. Yeah. And they say, y'all need help? And I said, uh, yeah. Yeah. So he tries to turn around, but his little motor isn't strong enough to turn around to come get us. So he takes off and he says, right, I'm calling someone to come get you. My wife thinks, she realizes she's got the cell phones tucked in a Ziploc bag. So she calls up the rental place and says, we're stuck and we're fucked. We need help. <laughs> we were in the water for 40 minutes before the dude showed up with on a jet ski. He came all the way up to the jet ski like three miles. I think it was longer. It was supposed to be an eight-mile kayak trip. So it must have been, yeah, it must have been like seven miles taking on the jet, the jet ski to come back up and get us. But we were already saved at that point because now... There's a there's a whole convoy, I guess you would say, of good old boys coming down on their boats. Thankfully, one of them had a bigger motor. He's like, y'all stuck? And I'm like, yeah. So they're like, oh, we got you. And two guys pulled in, and they threw me a line, pulled me to the side of their boat, and then they, two of the guys got out into the land, and they pulled me to the side. But now I can't get myself out of the side because it's not like a side of a pool. I get my hands in it, and it's all pluff mud. Right up, to, right up to my forearms. I'm like, I can't get. Now I'm stuck. My hand, I can't even get up because it was like a straight drop. I can't even put my feet on anything to, to eventually get out of the water. Yeah. And I said something stupid, and the guy in the boat was like, "Oh, boy, this is about thirty feet deep." I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me? I can't get my feet on anything." So they get me out of it, and then, and then we get my. They take my daughter and my wife onto their boat, and they take them back up to the place where they dropped us off. And then they came back and they got me and dropped us off. All high fives and everything was good. They actually, and they they went down and they got the kayak that we lost. And they brought that back to us too. So we were sat there for a little while before the dude came back and, and got us. And that we rented the kayak from. For he showed up to come get us. At this point, my shins are all bleeding. Wow. So it was bad. Like it was moved. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know really what to guess how fast it was going. But I would say it was at least... That water must have been moving like 50, maybe 15 miles an hour. Wow. So it was moving fast. So like you didn't have to paddle. And that's what I learned. So when we were we went kayaking in Folly, you said, you got you to paddle. You got to do the work. Yeah. You got to move because the water's not going where you got to do the work. This, you could have just sat in that thing and just floated on downstream. Yeah, the other flows one direction. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it was moving. I mean, we've, we've gone in a, 
um, a tube, an inner tube, and just floated and gone down. Sure. But it doesn't, in the Edisto, but it doesn't really move. You're just really just kind of floating. This was moving. Yeah. So, yeah. we Now my kid's not getting in a kayak alone. and we're just, <laughs> It was ugly for a bit. I'm telling you, the next morning, my arm, my arm, underarms, my chest was sore from all just because I did this for a half an hour. Yeah, sure. Well, no. Yeah, my first, uh, my first um, whitewater rafting trip was kind of similar. Whitewater rafting. Oh, yeah. boy. I did that up in uh, North Carolina, a place called the Nalachucky River. <clears throat> a, a company called Wahoo Adventures and um, did the same thing. I, I fell, out, fell out of my, it was called a, a funyak. It was a rubberized uh, kayak instead cool. of... A, Instead of the big raft like you would do, you know, on a rafting trip or whatever, this was a single man kayak and uh, fell out of that guy <clears throat> and did the same thing. I came up across um, this big rock. It wasn't a tree like you had, but it was this big rock and I tried to hold on to it and the current was so uh, great around me that it just, you know, I couldn't hold on to that rock. I was trying to hold on to and stabilize myself and the current just kind of pulled me around that rock and I ended up floating down the river and it's amazing how the current doesn't have to be that strong to get you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like the Edisto, I don't think it was like a white rapid, but it was strong enough to like move us. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. Was that your first time? My first time. Have you ever gone back? Oh yeah. Plenty of times. Yeah. But yeah, the first time was, <laughs> was a little treacherous. Yeah. Yeah. But it was fun. I'll do it again, but yeah, I don't think we'll. Yeah, I mean, that time was like, uh, I, actually, it was when I graduated high school, so I was 19 years old, so uh-huh. it didn't bother me too much. <laughs> it was actually kind of fun, really. But. No. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I get my kid back into a kayak. Oh, but I would do it again, but this time I would do that. I go back to Folly where I don't have, where I have to do the work. I don't want the current. The current was strong. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Yeah, I went home and fell asleep for a while because I felt like I just had like a really good workout. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> this beer is uh, pretty pretty good. It's going down pretty easy. Yeah, I like it. It's a pretty good one. So how many music videos have you done? Well, now you made me think. Um, five or six, I think. Five or six. Okay. Yeah. I, I like doing that, but I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it. I like to, I would like to do more videos where it's like just me, like old school where it's just me performing and then there's a storyline. But, the, but I do, um, the last three or four that I've done is with this dude, Jason, who's the videographer and the director. He likes to have storylines. And, that, and that's totally cool, but I'm not an actor. <clears throat> but I'll try it because I'm, you know, I'll try it because I'm only, you're only going to get better, you know. But, yeah, I like the one that you brought up earlier, which was the Something Wicked, where it was me off in the distance doing what I do, playing and singing. Yeah. And the storyline was happening in front of me versus the latest one where it was I was the storyline because I just don't I don't I'm not a good actor. I never wanted to be an actor. Right. Um, <clears throat> and Something Wicked, that was uh, something you wrote, obviously. Yeah. So. The uh, the video for it is that something that you directed? I mean, did you figure out the storyline for that, or somebody else interpreted that idea. for you? Or yeah, I had an idea, and Jason um, took it 
and rolled with it. And I was just good. I was good. Um, at that point, I was just worried about the cost. Yeah, my whole idea was I just um, something wicked was about like um, the metaphor would be like you made your bed not lying in it. That's the whole idea behind the song. Deal with your own. Deal with the consequences. You did this to yourself. Now deal with it. And my whole image, my thought was, <clears throat> was to have have me playing because I was trying to get out of the acting part of it. And I was my what my image was was to have um, guy and girl dancing, and it was obvious that this was like their last dance. And the end, that woman just kind of like walks away from him. It was like a final kiss. But then Jason kind of rolled with it and made it more of a video, which and it's totally cool. I think it's the video that I have that's got the most views. Well, I mean, they're so. Hold on a second. So, their last dance, but so I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember the video. I thought they just met at that at that point. Right. So they meet at the bar. So there's two guys in the video. She's sitting at a table with a guy. Okay. And. Um, it's supposed to. It's the, she starts dancing with somebody else. Somebody right? else picks okay. her up. He takes her for a drink. Takes her back <clears> to <throat> dance. And then the original guy goes up to her on the dance floor, kind of gives her the whole "what the fuck" hands up thing. And then she shoves him. And then she turns around, and the other guy's gone. He doesn't want to deal with the drama. And the whole time I'm up there playing, and then she's left alone. Right. So it took a twist from my original view, but it's but it's okay. So you just gotta roll with it. That point, you know, and I mean, probably something that uh, that, that you've probably seen, right? I mean, a hundred times. It, it, no, you pl- too, playing. probably. Seen yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. It happened the other night. Matter of fact, well, you weren't there, but back back at homegrown, mm-hmm. it was I was playing. The girls behind the bar ran out front, and a couple of the guys were already out front smoking. And then I could tell there was something going on. And then two cops come flying down the street, and I'm playing. Just do what I do. Keep on playing. And when I stopped, I looked around the corner, and then eventually next song I'm playing, they all come running back in, and I can hear them all talking. Apparently some girl down at Wine in Tampa's cold-cocked some guy out in the street. Just really? Just straight up cold-cocked them, caused some damage, and then when I took a break, I went out there. There were still still two uh, squad cars sitting out there monitoring the situation. Damn. Yeah. And so you see it all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you used to, you used to, when you get downtown a lot, you get the, the bridal showers. Mm-hmm. And they just want to act like fools. Yeah. The girls just acting, you know, getting silly with their girlfriends, drinking, jumping I mean, it's, it's almost more so than the guys, right? Totally. <laughs> you know the answer to that question. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Totally. Yeah. Hmm. So all these videos, so is it just the one album that you have? For what, the videos? No, I got, so I got, um, okay, made me think. so I got three albums okay. and one single. <clears throat> the next best video I have with the most views, the most likes, is the one with my daughters in it. You've ever seen that one? So, what would I do without you? So it's an acoustic, it's another acoustic song, it's a slower Acoustic song, just guitar and vocals, and my daughter sings harmonies on it, and um, it's actually a really cool video. Where I had I had two teachers from high school reach out to me saying, "This is amazing. We knew that you were gonna eventually do more than just play guitar." And uh, so what that premise is is, um, you know, I walk in, 
to a desk to a desk area and I flip open a briefcase and I flip it over and then a bunch of pictures fall out and it's all like pictures of my daughter when she's a little girl and everything and and then there's pictures hanging from the ceiling like behind me and everything and then song is just like <clears throat> just talks about what would I do without you or what would I do without you so it's really the song itself more more about what would I do without my wife and what my kid but the video makes it look like to really like what would I do without my kid and then my kid's not there and the camera spins around me and then my kid is there and then she is singing and then that's just a nice little emotional love piece and then at the end of the song we get up and walk out together so it's really simple but that's um yeah that's an awesome video that's an awesome song i probably should put more money into promoting that song <laughs> yeah how old is she the daughter She'll be she'll be fifteen in September. Nice. No man, I don't. I don't I, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the driving down here is too early. That's something else is different from up north and down here. I didn't get my license license until I was seventeen. Really? Yeah. So fifteen is not a thing. I thought it was a thing everywhere. Sixteen was the permit. Driving around seventeen. So I was seventeen. Yeah, I was seventeen when I was a junior. Eighteen when I was a senior. Yeah, didn't drive until I was a junior. Um. But she'll be 15, but she'll get her permit in 15. That's young, man. Yeah. I panic about her driving in through the, the rain storms we get down here. You got to think. You got to think quick. And you're not thinking fast enough at 15. All right. You know what I mean? She, you know, you had two boys. Did you think like that when you had the boys? No, boys are just kind of like, give me the keys. I got this. Yeah. I didn't really think about it. No, it's my only kid. It's my daughter. This is going to keep me up at night. Yeah. This is this will put weight on me. This will gray my hair. This will make me nuts. Yeah, her, her I mean, both of them started you know driving in uh, in Alaska, as a matter of fact. So you're driving in the awesome. snow, the the tundra, <laughs> driving these big four wheel drive vehicles. They're probably loving it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's have, a good time. No, I'm really panicked. <clears throat> I already have like nerve, shaky nerves, and bad dreams about her driving. I've taken her out driving, and you you know I drive. You see my truck. I get a big truck. Take her out driving in that truck. You just don't think enough. She don't. She don't think fast enough at fifteen. Yeah. I don't know. I think they should raise the license, age, driving age. I mean, fuck! You got uh, what's going on down in Georgia? They're they're not even doing driving tests anymore. <clears throat> down in Georgia. Really? Yeah. I mean, like the physical driving test. I mean, you just take a test on paper and. You don't even drive oh, to, no, to get your license. She's going to go to a school, driving school. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, you went through it, right? Driver's ed uh-huh. in high school. Driver's yeah. ed, so many hours behind the wheel. I had to take the test. And yeah. then you had to take a class. You had to take a driving class outside of school, too, so many hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they did that to me. As a boy, I drove like a jackass. Yeah. It's, eight, it's 17-year-old kid. Yeah, I got I got my first ticket. At, you know, two weeks after I got my driver's license. <laughs> did you? Yeah. What did you drive? I had a Monte Carlo. What did you have? Did your a, first car. Had a Honda Civic. Oh, you had a little zipper, man. Yeah. Nineteen seventy nine Honda Civic. I had three car accidents with my, my with my Monte Carlo before I finally wrecked it. Yeah. I'll show you the scar up there. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, I can see yeah, it. I put my head through the windshield the third time. Ooh, it was too much car for me. A big three hundred five Chevy. Like Monte yeah. Carlo was. Like, no, first time I somebody was somebody hit my passenger side. <clears throat> Second time I lost control and spun and hit 
passenger side of the car hit a tree on the left side of the road. So I spun around and hit a tree. Yeah. And then the last time, I was on a way to a gig. My first official paying gig in Blackwood, New Jersey. Didn't make it to the gig. I made it to the hospital. Um, driving down the road. Guy pulled out and made a left turn right in front of me. It was just started to rain, and it was just starting to get dark. Drove straight on into him. Girlfriend had a seatbelt on. She, thankfully, she had the big old seatbelt mark across her and everything. I did not. I tucked and pulled my shoulder in, hit the steering wheel, broke the steering column, hit my head in the windshield. They, they laid me out and took me right to the emergency room. Yeah. Yeah, that, that sucked. I had to go back home for a while because my parents needed to monitor me for a concussion or something. And I was like, and all I kept bitching was, like, I gotta go to the gig, man. <laughs> I gotta go to the gig. That's how stupid I was. Yeah. I was 20. So I was underage on my way to the gig. Right. Yeah. Fun times. It's the best times. Yeah. All right. You want to play a couple uh, couple tunes? I think you still got some beer. A little bit left in that guy right there. Is that there. for me? Are we sharing? <clears throat> no, that's for you. And then uh, we can share this, uh, this uh, stout that I have over here, but... Oh, Denise, are you still there? Are you talk- Which video are you talking about? You said it's a great video. Thank you for saying that. Are you talking about one of Talking about something else. Thanks for the drink, man. No problem, though. Man, you got a lot left in there. 13 Stripes Brewery. Where'd you say this is from? It's out of uh, Taylor's, South Carolina, which is, uh, you know, the upstate up near... Uh, I've never been in North Carolina. I've driven through it many times. Yeah. I have not played there. Yeah. You ever been to Asheville? Probably. Many times. Yeah, is it a cool spot? I hear that's a cool spot. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. You need to go. So I also hear it's not as big as I might think. It's what, big, the size of Somerville? Or is it the yeah, size of yeah. Right, yeah. Size of Somerville. <clears throat> big time uh, music scene. Big, big brewery scene. Just, a, you know, kind of a hippie mountain town. Really. Yeah. We went uh, for a little, little vague, little um, four-day retreat um, a couple weeks ago. My wife and I again trying to find things we could do that weren't the getaway from COVID. You can't really like go on vacation, either, but we yeah. rented a cabin up in um, Leatherwood Mountains in North Carolina. <clears throat> so that's my first time staying in North Carolina. Um, yeah, you said like a little happy little woodsy, mountainy, hippie little town. I right. imagine that's what Asheville was like. Yeah. It was kind of cool. So we've got this cabin that was uh, a couple hundred, a couple thousand feet up. Have you ever stayed in a cabin? It's like all right on the on the mountains itself. Like we were in the bottom of that, the um, Blue Ridge Mountains. So we walk on the back deck. It's like you know, 50, 60 foot giraffe. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, there's something else, again, to compare from... Uh, living up north and living down south. When we moved down here, I didn't know there was that many stars in the sky. Really? Yeah. I love it. Right. I mean, yeah. New Jersey, New York. I mean, you got all this, uh, this, what do they call it? Light pollution, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we, again, back when we went and took that little vacation up to the mountain, the Blue Ridge Mountains a couple weeks ago, there were even more stars out. Like it was, it's it's so beautiful. Can you see the Northern Lights when you were up in Alaska? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, man, that's something else I want to see. It's fantastic. 
So how long does that last? Is that like all night or just like a quick 15 minutes like normally? Um, it just depends on the season, depends on the, the day, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it could be just a, a fleeting moment. It could be a couple hours at a time. So what? what is yeah. it? Is it? It's just gas from the planet or is it gas like from get pollution from cars and shit? Um, I think it's just from the planet. Yeah, it's not from pollution for sure. Yeah, it's a natural phenomenon, but I remember when I uh, I got deployed in Iraq in 2006. You went to Iraq? <clears throat> yeah, to blow out Iraq. About 55 miles uh, north of Baghdad. Uh, a major trauma hospital up there that uh, that we manned uh, to treat, you know, everyone from Afghanis to Iraqis to Americans to... Um, Georgians, Canadians, I mean, we treated everybody there at the hospital, but I remember flying back from Iraq. This was a September time frame, so the fall, winter is when uh, mostly you see the, the northern lights or whatever. So was flying back from Iraq to Alaska in 2006, September time frame, and I remember the, the pilot coming on to the intercom and saying, hey, look out to your left of the airplane and you can see the northern lights and we looked out uh, flying back into Alaska and seeing It's not the, just green, right? It's northern a couple lights. different colors. Yeah, it's a bunch of different colors, yeah. That's, that's awesome. And it was, man, it was one of the most amazing sights ever. Flying back into, you know, of course, America after being deployed in Iraq for, for many months. So How many months were you in Iraq? Cool. Uh, I was over there seven months. Yeah. Thanks again for your service, man. That was the guy. What for was Iraq sure. like? Uh, it's kind of like Las Vegas. Sandy and hot? <laughs> just, a, just a desert. Yeah, just hot. A desert. Sandy. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Had a good time, really. I don't know, man. It's pretty fun. What do you think about the, the, the explosion? I love that. That blow your mind? The images? Yeah, it was definitely big. I haven't looked into it a lot. Um, so they felt it for a hundred miles. Yeah. That was that image was big. Yeah. Yeah. I never. I, that's amazing. Mushroom cloud like that. Mushroom cloud. Yeah. I don't know. You think it was an attack, or you think it was just negligence? And I have no idea. Like I said, I haven't looked into it that much. So, but. It seems a little odd that it wouldn't be some kind of attack. Again, you know, I went to work this things morning. Things don't just blow up. I went out to work at 4 a.m. this morning. I have a buddy with me, and he's like, did you see what happened? I was like, no, I had no idea. So I got home today around noon, and it was on the news, and I just, the image just took, blew me away. Right. I, uh, I don't know. What time is it? So I've been, so I've been... Talking about your time, yeah. Eight thirty. Not too late. So what are you gonna do? All right, Danielle. I'm gonna do Run, Baby, Run. Have you heard this one? I don't know if I have or not. Really. So I didn't bring my looper or nothing plug in, so I just figured I would do one song that doesn't have. Uh, That's fine. Me showing off playing and stuff.
Do you sing? You want to sing along? No, don't. Don't <laughs> sing along. <laughs> Was that the go light? What's that, buddy? Did you say go? You can do whatever you want, man. Go whenever you want to go. Oh, baby, let's run. Run, baby, run, baby, baby, run. Oh, baby, let's run.
Thanks, Denise. I like to do a video for that one. Nice. I don't know what, though. Yeah. So when did you write that? That's the most recent song that I have written. That was probably, uh, let me think about that, February? Write that in February? And it's on the new album. Um, <clears throat> it's not the, one I didn't, not the one people like the most, but it's the one I, I like this one quite a bit, actually. I think, so I, re so I recorded it. Just like mm -hmm. you just heard it, just me and the, the guitar. And the new album, that's uh, In Between, is that what yeah, it's called? In Between, Volume 1, Acoustic. I plan on doing an In Between, Volume 2, Acoustic, um, sometime in the future. I haven't written it yet, but that was the whole plan for that. I called it In Between because that's what I do when I'm in between bands. Okay. That's simple enough, right? So. Right, excuse me. Oh, yeah. damn, damn. Good beer. It's <laughs> good beer. Yeah. So, you know. <clears throat> yeah, so, do. volume one, how many songs are on volume one? Ten. Really? Ten, ten. songs? Yeah. I shoot for ten. I have So far, every album I have is all ten. I don't know. I just feel like I need... It's a good round number. It challenges me because I always seem to get to like six or seven really easily. And the last few I need to like work at. So, it's like challenge, you know? I don't okay. care. If, it's just... I don't know. It's something like internally I need to like give a listener ten songs. Right. So yeah. volume two, same thing. Yeah. Ten songs. It will be. And you already have uh, stuff lined up for volume two? Nope. No? <laughs> no. Oh, we're still going? Okay, cool. Yeah, we're going to just uh, finish up with... Uh, so what's this one? It's called The Shadow of Death. <laughs> I, love, I love the can. <laughs> Staff Food Staff Company. Food. Yeah, it's an imperial stout, 10% uh, alcohol by volume, but... Just figured we'd uh, finish up with that before you hopefully sing another song, another okay. tune. But. Awesome. So you've already got stuff lined up for volume two. No, I don't. I don't. I got right now what I'm working on is a full band album. I've got six, no, four, four tunes in the making and in the, the studio, full band with drummer and drums and bass and keys. Um, so that's where that's going. It just kind of, it just worked out that way. So like the last album was full band. <clears throat> My friend band was going, had everybody on payroll, um, was taking them down Florida and back and, uh, tried to get into North Carolina. It didn't happen. Hit Georgia. And then stupid shit happens like it always does. I don't like his girlfriend and he doesn't like my politics and then the band blows up <laughs> so i'm like well you know fuck all you that doesn't mean i have to stop so i keep going i, I went and did in between all right acoustic album and then that's out and then COVID came out i met some new guys um and we kind of hit it off bass and drums and started recording a couple more so looks like maybe you know december january i might have another full band album out and then after that i'll Eventually get the volume two acoustic ready to go. Right. Yeah. Because I always got songs in my pockets. And you can find that where? Where can you find the album? Everywhere. You can find, I got, uh, well, you can start at my website. That's a tricky thing I didn't, we didn't talk about for our listeners. My last name is Friend, but right. it's spelled F R E U N D. So if you want to find my music, you can't say, Alexa, play 
Mike Friend. You have to say, <laughs> Alexa, play Mike Friend. Um, but yeah, you can hear it Apple Music, I, iTunes, um, uh, Spotify. I'm, I've been pushing my Spotify, and I'm, I got a Spotify commercial out trying to plug my music. Um, everywhere. You can go to my website, www.wmichaelfriend.com. It's got all my albums on the first page. You can listen to it. You can download it. Um, you can go to Amazon, you can buy them, or you can go to my website and you can pay what you feel you want to pay. You can pay me a dollar, you can pay me $10, you can pay me 50 cents, you can pay me $6 for the album. Um, but it, my, all my stuff is available everywhere. But you'd be doing me a big favor if you went to Spotify and streamed the music. It helps with fans and followings and all that shit. Right. So, yeah. Cool. There's my plug. That we just had to get serious for a minute, and that was my plug. <laughs> but that does look good. I, the the um. What are we looking at? <laughs> yeah. How you doing, all the? Oh, there. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. It's a hard life out here for a pimp. So, what makes a stout imperial? Uh, just the alcohol volume. That's why they'll name it Imperial. Yeah, I think it's normally like uh, anything over seven percent, maybe alcohol. Didn't know that. So anything over seven percent, something like that, is named Imperial. Whatever. I think. I don't know. I could be just fucking talking bullshit, but yeah, I think it's <laughs> I think it's something over seven percent is an Imperial. But, this is good. I like this. Yeah, it's good beer. You've had this before? I have. See ya, Holly. <laughs> she says she's gotta go. Holly's gotta go. So when you take your uh, your RV, the first where's the first place you're gonna go? Go see your boys? Um, no, the first place, so I'm going to leave out of here and probably go up to Tennessee. I've got a couple people up in Tennessee that I want to see. Tennessee, I want to see. I've got a, a friend of mine up there that I want to do a podcast with. He's already offered to uh, provide me with uh, electricity and water and all that kind of stuff for my RV if I come stay on his land. Uh, I've got another buddy of mine that, I, um, that was one of my bosses. When I was stationed in uh, Illinois, that is uh, south of Nashville, so I'm going to go there. I love Nashville. I got a friend of mine that's in Illinois that I was stationed with um, for many, many years that is uh, there in uh, Scott Air Force Base in Illinois. got a friend of mine in Kansas that uh, I was stationed with as well. So a lot of people I was stationed with, really, that I'm going to just kind of peace out throughout the United States and kind of networked with everybody you were stationed with the same way I network everybody I play with. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So I'll be staying with a lot of people and then eventually I'm going to get around to, uh, Flagstaff, Arizona would be my first place to stay with my kid, my oldest son, and then Reno to stay with my youngest son. Flagstaff middle, middle of the state or no, South of the state. Uh, it's kind of the, uh, the west side of the state, I guess, northwest side. Northwest side. Yeah. It's about 7,800 feet. A uh, little mountain town, hippie mountain town, same thing as Asheville. 7,800 feet above? 
It's above sea level. Devil, uh, the desert. The deserts are above. Yeah, this is like an oasis in the middle of the desert, in the middle of Arizona. Flagstaff. Really yeah, cool I'd like spot. See, I'd like to see Arizona. I'd like to see all that. Yeah. I'll get there someday. So uh, when you go, you take some pictures and send them to me? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> What's this called? This is uh, I'll Need You Now? Is that yeah. what you're going to play? Yeah, yeah, I Need You Now. Yeah, we can wrap it up with this. Okay. And, uh, well, this was called fun. Tonight. This is my wife's favorite. I'm kind of over this one, too, but, you know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you over it? This song is probably, it's almost two years old. Novelty for some of these songs, they wear off on me quickly. I'm always trying to write new and you know. It's some as an artist I gotta remember. My old songs are still new to somebody. True. You know. I need you now. More than I have needed anyone. Don't release me. By your side Coming hold my hand I am a newborn child I can't walk or talk without you I am a lonely cub Crying through the night Longing for comfort and love With open arms You are a guiding light How could anyone ever look away The divine sight So blinding and bright And irresistible Open the way so keep me, don't leave me, I am obsessively stringing, I am gasoline in flames. I am the hunger that drives rich man to steal without purpose, without gain.
Nice. And how long ago was that? That, that song's probably about two years old. Closer to two years old. Nice. Yeah. I like it, to, man. Yeah, thanks. I was trying to get wordy and descriptive. I think I did. <laughs> Well, I think that about uh, says it all, really. Well, that was awesome. Not how awesome it was, but <laughs> we had a good time. Yeah. yeah. It was really cool. So what's your next gig? Where are you playing? Um, I don't have one. I tried to look it up, yeah. I tried to look it up on your... Uh, on your uh, Facebook page and on your website, and it showed no upcoming shows. So I'm being I'm being um, picky about about it because of the COVID. Right. It really, I, I. So your last gig was homegrown, I guess. I had, uh, was homegrown last Friday, and then I was out at Ridgeville at uh, Bourbon Street Bar and Grill. Well, those are two places that I can kind of like isolate myself, and stick myself in the corner, when people don't get close. I haven't played downtown in the city in a while. I'm just worried about I'm worried about COVID. I wasn't so much in the beginning, but now I am. Yeah. And I don't care if anybody judges me, but now I'm kind of worried about it. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of people have uh, changed their tune a little bit. But well, My wife works in a hospital. Yeah. So when she comes home, I tend to listen to her more than I do the news. True. I'm going to get directly from the hospital. All right. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Thanks again. Good Thank you so your, much. Good luck on your road trip and everything. Oh, I appreciate it. Hope to and, see you before uh, you go. I'm going to keep you... Up to date. Everybody's going to be up to date. We're going to do a lot of stuff on the road. It's going to be a good time. Awesome. Yeah. You need a theme song to close out to. I've got I've got songs. I got tunes, man. You ever listen to the show? I haven't heard a theme song though. You, like you have like your specific song. Well, there's there's an intro. There's an outro uh, song to this podcast. Every every show. Not to say it's not the same thing though. It's different each song. No, it's the same song. No. What? No, it's not. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's a friend of mine. I've heard different, I've heard different theme songs. No, I, I do some different intro tunes and stuff, but as far as uh, the intro and the outro song for this show, it's been the same forever. It's it's uh, a guy named Slayton Johnson. He, he, uh, he won the... Uh, it was a contest. Fleming submitted a show. What was the contest? Fleming, Fleming submitted a... Well, fuck, I missed the contest. Uh, Fleming, was... uh, Slayton, uh, Marky and Palski. Yeah, a lot of people submitted uh, tunes for the show. When was that? Uh, two years ago. <laughs> it, was oh, long, man. it was before I knew you, really. Oh, I would like to yeah. submit. But yeah. there, there, there's a couple tunes out there. But... What did Fleming... What did he submit? Oh, Fleming's was really good. Was it? Yeah. I'll put it. Uh, I'll put it in the show, and you can hear it uh, okay. when you listen back to the show. I'll put it in there at the end. Cool. Yeah, he did a show, or he did a song. Um, really good, actually. He he almost won, but you know, he loses just like he lost the uh, the, 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 the mayor election. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, on that note, we're gonna get the fuck out of here. A long day. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it, Mike. That's right. Have a good time. Talk to you soon, buddy. <laughs> All right. <laughs>